Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Just drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print service to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. and we wait to find out whether Kawhi Leonard will remain a Toronto Raptor. It's Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. And listen, I'm just going to go with this straight off the top because it's sort of happening as we speak. Kawhi was on a private jet owned by Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment from Los Angeles back to Toronto that landed, say, half an hour ago was met there at Pearson Airport in Toronto, as we can tell by uh, an aerial news team from CP24 who then followed him en route uh, through the city streets. So we have almost an O.J. Simpson-esque situation going on with uh, aerial footage from Toronto media outlets following Kawhi Leonard. Is he back in town to put pen to paper? Well, one can speculate. Uh but wow, I, I don't know where I stand on that. I think it's almost a, a little overbearing what they're doing right now. But hey, if something breaks during the show, we'll talk about it. Kawhi Leonard back on Canadian soil. It is Oilers now, however, and it's all brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all in one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Bob is out of the office today, so I will be guiding the ship through the next two hours at 12.35. We'll hear from Calgary Flames color analyst on Sportsnet 960. Peter Labardius will talk about free agency and specifically some of the moves made by Western Conference teams. Who's the favorite coming out of the Western Conference next year? We'll see with uh, Colorado and the addition they made of Nazem Kadri. I imagine they'll get that deal with Miko Ranton and sewn up in the next few days here. But we'll see. Are they the front runners now? Is it St. Louis in line to repeat? 
Could it be Nashville and their addition to Matt Duchesne? Text me on the Heartland Ford text line, 630-630. Heartland Ford is not your small-town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. 105, we do have some hockey going on in the city right now. The 30th installment of the Brick Invitational Tournament is ongoing at West Edmonton Mall. We will get all the details on that from the president, or rather the chairman, of the Brick Tournament. That is Craig Stiles. We'll hear from him at 105. And by the way, if uh, if you're sitting around and you're not doing anything, Colton Pareko has the Stanley Cup right now at West, West Edmonton Mall. Uh, we will have that story later on on, on Global News as well. But uh, if you're if you're listening to this from somewhere in Edmonton where you can get to the mall, you want to see the Stanley Cup, apparently it is there right now uh, in the building with Colton Pareko. Of course, St. Albert's own Colton Pareko winning the Cup with St. Louis. 135, we'll check in with 630 Cheds uh, Reed Wilkins, and we'll bring in producer Brad Whisker. He is... Uh, an Eastern Canadian native, and we'll get his thoughts on uh, what the Toronto Maple Leafs have done in this offseason. I mentioned the text line, but of course, we'll keep the phone line open. That's our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree has country star Mo Bandy taking the stage on July 27th. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.ca. And Keep in touch on Twitter as well, at Oilers Now. Bob is available at Bob underscore Stoffer, and myself at Brendan Escott. So, uh, not too, too much news breaking in the hockey world over the last couple of days. Obviously, July 1 is is the day where most of the action is going to happen. We saw some uh, trade movement. We saw some big-name free agents go. So, we're kind of looking at the best of the rest right now and who might fit into the Oilers' plans via free agency. Um, they still need a third-line center, simply put. No longer in on the Nazem Kadri sweepstakes, obviously, so does that line up for someone like a Ryan Dezingle, for example? We've had quite a few texts come in at 6.30, suggesting that that might be a fit, but, uh, you know, are you, are you interested in Ryan Dezingle because of the player that he is, or are you interested because of him being sort of the top of, of what's left on the pile? And something else I'd like to know from you is... Who that is taken off the market right now were you really upset the Oilers didn't land? I've been catching some flack on Twitter for saying, let's just wait and see what else might happen. Not everything has to happen on July 1st, right? But uh, to suggest to suggest patience to this fan base at times, maybe not the best move. So let me know, who you, is there anybody that you really wish the Oilers had been in on more than they were that could have made an impact on this team? Let's do this. Let's dive right now into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It is brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. We had the pleasure of chatting with Oilers GM Ken Holland yesterday, and uh, we started off by asking him what the thought process was behind buying out a veteran D-man Andre Sekera. I don't know. I don't know him, but uh, know a lot about him. Obviously, being around here the last uh, six seven, two months, I guess, um, talking to the people that are around the team. He's a real pro, um, you know, very, very respected in the locker room. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, unfortunately, the last couple of years, I think he's played 60 games over the last two years combined. And, 
you know, there's a lot of young, there's a lot of defensemen in Bakersfield that uh, you know, we want to try to get the process going of, of, of you know, they're not young. They're, you know, Lagesson's 23 and we're bringing Pearson over from uh, Sweden. He's, he's 23, 24. So uh, it's not like we're moving, planning on 19 and 20 year olds. It's just an opportunity to try to keep the system moving at the same time, create some, um, some cap room to give us a little flexibility to do something. So that drew the ire of some fans, certainly, knowing what kind of presence Andre Sekera brings to that back end. It was a calmness, but there's plenty of minds around the hockey world suggesting that he was uh, definitely on the way out of his career. And I think it speaks volumes that the the Stars only signed him to a, a deal worth a million and a half dollars. So uh, that goes to show what the league thinks of Andre Sekera. And at the end of the day, somebody had to go. I know there was people lobbying for that to be Chris Russell. It ends up being Sekera. But you've got to be quite comfortable in the variety or or the depth, the amount of players that are going to go into camp and compete for a roster spot in the back end between Person and Legison and, and Caleb Jones. If there ever was a year to have to, to roll the dice on, on bringing up a young defender, I'd say for the Oilers, this is probably it. Uh, he spoke a little bit more, did Ken Holland yesterday, about avoiding the the decision to overspend on July 1st, and we'll get into that after we hear from him. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that uh, you know, as you said, on July first, I think some some long term signings work out, and some long term signings don't work out. And I think that where we are right now, um, we wanted to cur- to create more competition, um, trying to sign players with a little more pace at the bottom part of the roster, trying to have more players to contribute to the offense. Uh, you, you know, you talked about Marcus Grandley at 19 goals three years ago, and. It, I think two years ago, eight in about 55 games, and last year he had 12. So, you know, he's a guy, he's an example. We're hoping to get double-digit goals at a number of uh, a number of people. So, you know, at the same time, we're trying to go forward here and have flexibility. We're, we're excited about Mike Smith. Uh, Dave Tippett obviously was with him in, in Dallas for a number of years. He's a real competitive uh, competitive guy. Uh, Koskinen's a competitive guy, and, and we're, we're hoping and believing that those two guys are going to compete hard every day in practice and compete every day, every day in a game, and our goaltending is going to be a, a strength. Um, still got a couple more months before we get the training camp and uh, going to continue to work the phones here to see what we can do to, to try to add to the group a little bit. We don't have a ton of cap space, but we've got a little bit of cap space. Certainly, I'll, I'll explore the trade market as we go forward. So expect them to be up at the cap by the time the regular season starts, but it might be via trade that they get there. Maybe they do get to take on a little more money. Uh, Bob in the past has suggested somebody like Nikolai Ehlers. Obviously the Jets are, are a little hamstrung by their own cap situation, so could there be a fit there? Obviously the Oilers are in need of more scoring. Ehlers coming off a down year. Um you know, that's that's definitely if I was in Ken Hall and choose someone I'd target, but there's a lot of hoops to jump through in terms of the money to make that happen. So who else could it be? Well, regardless, they did get to sign Alex Chase on to a, uh, a contract. And this is somebody who, even if you don't necessarily love what he does in terms of flashiness on the ice, uh, he's one of the players that I really liked watching from above over the last season, simply because of his hockey IQ. You watch how he operates in the offensive zone, what he does in front of the net. Uh, I know he doesn't bring that element of speed, but he's a calculated leader. And I think he does some other little things in the offensive zone that you should be encouraged that Alex Chason is back here.
Peter uh, and Ken Holland had a thought on re-signing him. Well, I'm talking to everybody. You know, obviously, he had 22 goals. It's, uh, it's a hard thing to get 20 goals. Um, he shoots right, uh, which is important. You need you need some right shots on your power play, and he's a guy that can play on the first or second power play. Um, he wanted to be in, in, in Edmonton. You know, I always, you know, you, when you got a, a team in a city and you have a player that really, really wants to be in that locker room and wants to be in that city, that certainly is a factor uh, to, you know, to, to some degree in the thinking. So, um, you know, you're hoping that uh, last year was sort of a stepping stone, that he can continue to, to be a guy that can get 15 to 20 goals. Um, it was a, it's not a ton of term. It's two years. It's a, when you see all the, the signings out there, you know, his cap number in relation to some of the other cap numbers is uh, significantly lower. So it was, uh, we felt it was a, it was a good buy. It was, and it was a good, but at the same time, it's good security for, uh, for Alex. He's, uh, you know, been here last year and this gives him another couple of years. He's, you know, every, everybody wants to find a home and, and hopefully he's found a home inside the direct workwear audio vault right now so you know part of the equation that i think a lot of fans um don't really acknowledge is that the free agent has to want to play here so we've had a couple people text in about Corey perry uh wayne simmons uh you know the team obviously should have been interested in, in a couple of guys that can contribute like that not on deals with significant term but certainly in what they've proven that they can do in the past but the player has to want to be here and that was one of the big things with alex chase on is you got the sense even after last season that he still really wanted to be an Edmonton Oiler and and he can contribute. I don't think he's a second line forward, but I think he's an excellent player to have on your team in some capacity. So all this leads us to one more comment here from uh, Oilers GM Ken Holland, and that is just his thoughts on what's next. What is the next step in improving this Oilers roster? You know, everybody's now looking at it over the next uh, week. Everybody's out there. I think all the teams are looking for somebody in the 800 to a, th- uh, to a million range that, that's kind of slipped through the cracks. And uh, you look at Alex Chase on yep. what he did last year coming to training camp on a on a PT. You know, the other thing is, do you, do you wait to training camp and see what uh, what's available as teams are sending players on the waiver wire down to the American Hockey League? Um, you know, we'll, we'll explore all those uh, those 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 options. You know, can Benson, can Marodi, can those guys come in and uh, and earn a spot on the team? I mean, basically, what we want to do going into training camp through preseason on the bottom part of the rosters have competition. And I think when you've got competition for spots, um, it pushes the players to be uh, at their best on an every night basis. So let's just talk briefly about some of the best of the rest. If they're going to do this via free agency, here's who they're sort of looking at right now. 28-year-old winger Marcus Johansson just played in the cup final with Boston. He's coming off a contract just over $4.5 million per. Uh, Michael Furland has been suggested by uh, many a texter on the Heartland Ford text line. And you've got to love the energy that Michael Furland brings. Uh, But he's coming off a campaign in which he scored 17 goals. So his price point uh, for, for the chance that he doesn't score another 17 goals might be a little bit high. I've heard he's asking anywhere between 4 and $5 million. I don't think any of the Oilers fan base would be happy to see the team paying Michael Furland that kind of money. Uh, Ryan Dezinkel again is out there. He's coming off a 56-point season, but he wasn't uh, an everyday player in Columbus's lineup, so uh, maybe a bit of a wild card in terms of what you'd be getting out of Ryan Dezingle. 
Then there's the veteran center, Brian Boyle. He's also available out there. He had uh, 24 points last season, as did Derek Broussard. Uh, he's coming off a $5 million contract. So I really liked Broussard when he was with the Rangers a number of years back, but his game has certainly um, uh, changed as he's aged. So what is he going to command on the open market? We'll see. That's somebody I wouldn't. I, I would have time for Derek Broussard in an Oilers uniform, but uh, we will. We'll have to just kind of hold our breath. That's about all we can say about it at this point. We're going to press pause here on Oilers now. It's Brendan Escott with you in for Bob Stoffer today. We'll come back with uh, NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll get to some of your texts on the Heartland Ford text line. Keep them coming at six thirty. Six thirty. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. It's 1222 in Edmonton. A few texts I want to get to here on the Heartland 4 text line. We've got it buzzing already. Uh, KDK texts me out of Edmonton and says, You're dead wrong about bringing up the young defensemen. They have no protection and the top four isn't good enough to put them in a position to succeed. If nothing changes, we'll be sitting here one year from now talking about how our goaltending was bad and the forward group wasn't good enough when in reality the true problem lies with a defense that is simply unable to move and transition the puck. Well, what I would say to that, KDK, is that those young defenders that you're speaking of are the players who may be the most gifted at transitioning and moving the puck. When you think of a guy like Evan Bouchard, for example, Caleb Jones can move it too. Uh, so at some point as an organization, you've got to weigh, like, is the next step for someone like Jones, who's already had the cup of coffee in the NHL, just to play in the bottom six? You see a lot of other teams do that, and there's only so much you're going to be able to insulate these players. Um, I'm not saying that they should force it, but if it's a situation where they do need to fill a roster spot with one of these young guys, what I'm saying is this is probably the best position they've ever been able to uh, to accommodate something like that. So uh, we will find out uh, during training camp, I think, is where we'll really see that sort of thing play out and who might be uh, the front runner to take that. Joel Person might be the most likely just because of his professional experience over in Sweden, but I'm definitely excited, as should fans be, to watch that battle through training camp. Uh, text out Edmonton says, I agree with the patient approach. The Oilers have to watch the budget and hopefully they can pick up another forward or two with some experience prior to training camp. I hope some of the players from the Condors get a chance. They could grab two or three guys to be a fourth line checking line and I bet they'd bring it hard every game. Well, that's where I think we're going to see a guy like Joe Gambardella, who the organization committed another couple years to. If they need somebody to rotate in in that fourth line, uh, and they're going to just with injuries and that sort of thing, then yeah, they, they do have a farm system now. Even with a guy like Tyler Benson, for example, don't rush it. But if you get the sense that he's ready to make the jump, at least on a part-time basis, perhaps that's that's a luxury that you now have. Uh, texter says, Mr. Escott, what does Ken Holland think about Ryan Nugent Hopkins' $6 million contract? I can only speculate. I have not heard him say anything directly about that. But uh, to me, I believe that Nuge at $6 million is, is a value when you see what other guys are getting paid. Think about this for a second. Gustav Nyquist just got $5.5 million a year to play in Columbus. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets six to play in Edmonton. So which of those deals would you rather have on the Bucks? We got a trade proposal as well from Oilers GM. He says, Pugliarvi, Russell, and a second rounder in 2020 for Nikolai Ehlers. I don't know if that would be enough. 
It depends how they value Pugliarvi. And it depends how they value Pugliarvi's relationship with Patrick Lyonet there as well. But you got to figure that uh, just with how everything has gone, that Pugliarvi is going to be the key cog in any trade that uh, uh, Ken Holland pulls off if the other team wants to play ball there. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to NHL today. We'll have more of your texts sprinkled in throughout the rest of the show, so certainly keep them coming. Remember, uh, I did ask you who who are you most disappointed the Oilers didn't pick up when free agency opened? You can text me at 630-630. But right now, NHL Today is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Do your clients love the outdoors? Get them the hottest summer gear like branded camping chairs, coolers, and more. Again, with Elite Promotional Marketing. Now, the free agent window has definitely slowed down. The most recent signings are Phil Verone uh, signing in Montreal for uh, it's a one-year, two-way deal, I believe. It's $700,000. Joseph Blandisi getting the same deal to stay in Pittsburgh. Tyler Mott staying in Vancouver for one year at uh, $925,000. And veteran defender Dalton Prout signed in San Jose for one year as well. Now, we mentioned this before, but just to remind you, some of the top free agents still available include Marcus Johansson, D-Man Jake Gardner and Ben Hutton, Michael Furland, Ryan Dezingle, Patty Maroon, Brian Boyle, and Derek Broussard. Hurricanes GM Don Waddell is reportedly optimistic that 37-year-old Justin Williams will return for another year in Raleigh. He is currently weighing retirement, but is coming off a 23-goal, 53-point season and uh, was the team captain last year as well. Anaheim, meanwhile, hiring longtime LA Kings head coach Daryl Sutter as an advisor to new head coach Dallas Aikens. The Kings fired Sutter after they missed the playoffs for the second time in the last three seasons. And finally... Fresh off his seven-year, $70 million contract signing, Sergei Bobrovsky says he signed in Florida to win a Stanley Cup. He doesn't care about Vesna's anymore. Uh, Florida, of course, missing the playoffs in 16 of the last 18 years. But hey, under Joel Quenville, who knows? It is 12:27 in Edmonton. We've got uh, from Sportsnet 960 down in Calgary. We'll chat with Peter Labardius and uh, the new lay of the land in the Western Conference. Get his thoughts on what's happened up here in the north part of the province and what Calgary didn't do with the free agent window. And uh, again, if you want to stick around, uh, 105, we've got uh, Craig Stiles, who is the chairman of the Brick Invitational Tournament, going on right now in Edmonton. For now, though, we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.